course, they punch it in from there. She keeps Seymour, runs it in, and... Welcome on in. Time now for the BYU postgame show here at JCW. We are live here in Provo. Stop by, say hi, have some great food, and enjoy the conversation with us. But it is a tougher conversation after this one. The BYU Cougars come into the G5 portion of their schedule. They're 2-2 and coming into today. They, uh, I thought, controlled things for pretty much the entire first half, missed some opportunities, and in the second half, Toledo, offensive adjustments. BYU's defense had a tougher time holding them down like they did in that first half and it all added up to a 28-21 loss at the Glass Bowl with uh, Will Snowden I'm Tony Parks and this is um, you know losing is never fun losing like this because of this and the way it all added up to this point that has to be infuriating if you're a BYU fan infuriating yeah Yeah, it's What, what can you say? Listen, I, I told you at the beginning of the in our pro, in our pregame that I was concerned. I, I, I was nervous about this game. I felt uncomfortable about this game. I thought BYU would get it done. There, there were some good things that they did offensively. We moved the ball. Zach threw for over 300 yards. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, there, there's some positives. But at the end of the day, you know, it, Toledo, I don't want to make excuses. Toledo got it done. At the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. Winning and losing comes down to one team gets it done, one team doesn't get it done. Brigham Young didn't get it done today. They've got to go back to the drawing board. Um, they're going back on the road again. So it, it just, it, it just, this is a tough business, man. It's a very hard pill to swallow. Um, and there's plenty of things I saw that that can can make you realize, oh, yeah, of course we lost this game. I mean, there, there's, a, there's some issues with, with um, some things that um, offensively we need to do better, defensively we need to tackle better. Um, you know, there's just – I don't even know what to say, man. It, it is what it is. I, I, I feel for these guys. I feel for the players. Um, and hey, hats off to Toledo. They had a lot mm-hmm. of good athletes out there, They and they wanted it today. They, I mean, when they got down, they, they never gave up. The coach stuck to his game plan, ran the ball, did what he needed to do, and uh, BYU made some, some costly mistakes, and it ended up biting them. The BYU defense was dictating the terms in the first half. The second half was a completely different story. What did you see as the biggest problem? Well, I saw a lot of missed, uh, missed tackles, and also not just missed tackles. Their running back for, for Toledo, he was running through some tackles, yeah, too. Yeah, he was. He was running hard. I mean, he ran through several tackles. He, um, it, it, uh, You know, football is a game of adjustments, right? You you go into the first half, kind of a lower-scoring game. I can't remember what the score was even a half. Was it 7-3? 7-3, just lowest-scoring game. And guys go and make adjustments and, and – and, uh, you know, they made the better adjustments, obviously, because they started moving the ball. They started getting uh, BYU, you know, off the field. We were terrible on third down today, just terrible. Um, or what, Or were they really good? That, that's what it, I, mean, I, I thought BYU good? was bad. Yeah, I, mean, I thought BYU was bad. Yeah. I'm not just t- talking about the local team and just making it about them, but the the tackle out of bounds where all he's got to do is let him go. I think it was all you, and it turns yeah, into yeah, a 15 yard penalty. That, hurt, that, that hurt. should have been a field goal possession. Yeah, that's a four point mistake right yeah, there. That's a big one. That's an enormous one. The two missed field goals. Yeah, those are brutal. Those, those brutal. Those it, it changed the whole. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 there's. I mean, major it, it, miscues on coverage. By the way, on on a key third down that turns into a, a first down, and one on a fourth down that could have really looked really different in yeah, this situation. Just, it was 14 to 6. They had a fourth down and three. And you just had a miscue. I don't know if it was miscommunication or it was a misunderstanding about who was supposed to pick who. Nobody should be that wide open 
on a fourth down at three like that. And not only yeah. was he open, it got yards after the catch, and it changed everything. Yeah, that, that, a lot of those things just that, and those are things that happen in football. I mean, obviously, I hate being, I hate watching football, and and you, you, we, we can critique every single thing so hard, and, and every every football game has blown coverages, but not, you just can't have that happen on fourth and three. You, you just no. can't. So. And they, 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 okay, and then offensively, you know, this was a game where BYU was, was still doing some nice things. I mean, they, they had a very good third quarter on the offensive side. Uh, special teams, they had a lot of good things happening. Good returns. Uh, pinned them down at the one-yard line. Got a, uh, recovered a muff punt. Like, stuff like that was going well for them. Two obscure missed field goals that come from Oldroyd, which were huge. And it didn't feel like it at the time because it felt like they were still in control. But I think one of the hardest things is is to understand just how much a game can change. And I felt it change. BYU goes up 14-3 to on that uh, uh, terrific TD drive to start that third quarter. And it was like, all right, it was really good. It was uh, uh, Toledo's chance to answer. Uh, and they turned right, right around, drove right down the field. Yeah. 14 plays, 66 yards. They got a field goal. You could start to feel they were moving the ball differently. Then nine plays, 76 yards. They got a touchdown. They tied it up. You know, the Hefo 75-yard touchdown reception, that was what a great play. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, the, there were some great moments. Yeah. But BYU, in my opinion, played winning football for so much of this game and made losing plays, and they come out 28-21 on the wrong Well, end. even in the first half, I mean, we, we they outgained Toledo majorly, but still only had seven points. That can't happen. I mean, so, you, I mean, but you have missed field goals. You have, you know, drive, stall, and... Man, it's a rough. It's very rough. I mean, they've got to go back to drawing board and 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 smack, wipe this one off quickly, yeah. and move forward. But man, this is going to hurt them for a while. You won the turnover battle three to one. Yeah, three to one. Yeah. Now that one was. I mean, that was huge. Yeah. And we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But you got a great pick by Wilgar. You know. Yeah. And then you missed field goal. I think it was they missed field goal after that. Um, the muffed. Uh, uh, punt, which you got that recovery, and then a very clutch uh, rip or uh, tear out by uh, Chaz Ayu, I think it was, uh, yeah, deep uh, when, when you were backed up. You know, like you, you win the turnover battle 3-1. to one. Your defensive line was controlling everything in that first half. It was outstanding. But in the second half, uh, I don't know if they just wore down. I don't, I'm sure Toledo made great adjustments. I don't doubt that whatsoever. Um, but BYU's defense was missing the tackles, and that's what surprised me so much about what was going on. You could feel this unraveling before it got to the point that it was tied or that BYU eventually was down. Yeah, this is, I was. Ne- I never felt comfortable. As a, uh, uh, just the, the whole time I just had a knot in my stomach. It just, it, it's tough. I, it, for a player, you get on the plane after this. I mean, it's, it's one thing to lose. It's one thing to even lose in a really hard-fought battle where they made one more play and you didn't. But instead, it it really feels like if I'm a player, I'm gut-wrenched about this one because of the way you lost. Because you got in your own way to create this. Yeah. And, and you and, didn't put a – you had a chance to really hammer them down in the first half, and you didn't do it. And, and at the end of – yeah, I mean, I, I've got to really look at the film, but I, I will tell you – I. Uh, there's a lot of things that hurt today. I, yes. I, I think Tyson, not having Tyson, it did hurt them today. I know mm-hmm. Asupka ran well. But, I mean, there was just a lot of things that just were not in sync today at all. 
Um, little bit of a what a, what a letdown. I, you know, people are going to start the fire Kalani, fire oh, the no. whole staff, all no. of that starting, and 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 I get it. But we've got the players have to take ownership as well. Go out there and make freaking plays, make kicks, make big time catches, get open, blow guys off the ball. I mean, there, there's it's just it, listen. It, let, it is what it is. I mean, this is uh, this isn't a fire Kalani post game by any means. I feel free to call us eight five five three four zero zone. But this is one of those where, as you talk about, I mean, I, listen, I've been promoting all the time. Extend the guy, best guy for the job. Look what he's doing. Look at the level they're playing for. Look at all of that. This is one of those that doesn't fall into the favor of that uh, no. of that argument or that um, negotiation piece. If I'm his agent and I've been, you know, touting all all uh, you know season long, what are you guys doing? Come on, Tom, let's ink it up. Let's go. I, I'm acting like something went wrong with my phone this weekend. And I don't think that he was a bad coach necessarily in this game. But what happens is you said this perfectly before the show. This was going to be the game that Kalani really earned his money. More so than people realize. Yeah, yeah. People don't and that's what I'm trying to understand. That's what I'm trying to help people understand. It's 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 (laughs) <laughs> this is a tough one to have to go play. This is a tough one to have to go play at, at Toledo's house. There, there are. It's not like there's some crapper team who hasn't won, who hasn't had a, had success this year. And 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 I just know as being a BYU player, I played at BYU, and 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 we'd go play the bigger schools, and they would be thinking, yeah, this is BYU, like big deal. They're just the little guys. Right, but we never thought that way. We thought we could play with anyone in the country, and Toledo believes they can play with anyone in the country. And by the looks of their athletes, I mean they had some speed. They had the running back looked extremely physical, extremely. Yeah. He had a lot of tools. So I don't want to take anything away from Toledo. Yes, BYU will feel like they let one get away, but I'm not going to sit here and pretend like oh Toledo's just some a, a scrub team because they, they weren't. I was impressed with what they had, sure, and I was impressed with their trench. Their offensive line did a heck of a job coming off the ball and blocking. Well, they didn't go away. That first half, 7-3. Then it's 14-3 after the 75-yard touchdown to Hifo. I was really wondering, what are we going to see from Toledo here? Yeah. And they put together a good drive for that field goal, and I thought, yeah, yeah, this game's different. They're moving the ball. They make great adjustments. BYU seemed to have a tough time with crossing patterns right there in the middle of the field, the shallow cross. Oh, man. Uh, who's picking up who? Yeah. You could see there was confusion. There was complete confusion. That's why you'd have well, somebody way too left alone. Well, what you saw, though, is this week BYU's defensive scheme was a lot different because they we've been playing so much um, – Zone and today they played a lot more man, Tony. A lot more man coverage and those crossing routes is how is a man killer as well. Crossing mm-hmm. routes kills man. Um, so you know, a lot of things to look at, a lot of things to identify, and and a lot of things to get better at. Um, now you got Zach who's off the field. Uh, could be injured. Yeah, uh, just update uh, those of like you just tuning in. He injured his thumb. Yeah, on yeah. That and, interception. Uh, he had an uh, injury there. He had to make a tackle, and it's just. Uh, it just is what it is. A really, really tough one. BYU missed two field goals early. Uh, they took a 7-3 lead and a half. Probably should have been up 13-3. to That ended up affecting the game uh, by seven points. I tweeted that out. That was a seven-point swing because later on, uh, Toledo went for two after a touchdown to tie it up at 14. If it's a situation where BYU doesn't miss those field goals, they are not going for two on that touchdown. So that is a seven-point impact in that exact moment. If that seven-point impact is there, then you end up with a seven-point lead with 109 to go after getting that takeaway and having the ball. It changes the complexion of all of it. 
I'm not just blaming this game on the two missed field goals, but I thought like those kinds of things were. This is what you were talking about, not specifically. You were just saying bizarre stuff happens. You never know. You 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 know you can't just come into this thing thinking that you've got it. Those two missed field goals I thought had as big an impact on this game as anything, as anything. Not just on the score, but it, the way it changed all situations. You mentioned a situation where they might have kicked the field goal or, or, uh, or gone for it on fourth down. It yeah. changes the complexion changes of all of that. Yeah, I mean. And BYU comes out on the wrong end. Uh, this is really tough because BYU football, I felt, all day long played some winning football and then made losing plays. And that's how they ended up getting here. And if you're that football team that's, that's out there to get respect – and you're building this program the right way, and you're doing some good things, this is a game. This is not necessarily an opponent you roll out of bed and beat, but this is a game you should have won based on what was happening. Yeah. Defense dictating the terms in the first half. The D-line was doing a great job. Front seven all together. Got a big-time takeaway with Wilgar. You won the turnover battle 3-1. to one. You were in control for so much of this game. And the game changed, and so did you. And then BYU had the self-inflicted wounds to cost them this thing. Uh, yeah, if you're a BYU fan, this is this is one of those man that this frustrates you for the rest of your day. You wish the game wasn't at ten. You wish this one was at eight because you could just go right to bed. <laughs> no, I mean this is if you're a fan out there, yeah, yeah you're lot, pissed. Oh yeah, you, you, you're, I would you're be. pissed. You're disappointed. And you're angry, and there's a lot of frustration, and you know, but but the. the you live to fight another day, right? It's, I mean, it's it's a long twelve weeks, bro. It's a long twelve weeks. It, is. it certainly is. And now they got to get ready for what South Florida, and I got. We'll talk about that game a little bit later on. They will have an same type of team. Yeah, and you didn't lose this game because of injury. You didn't lose this game. Seriously, you didn't lose this game because of a bad call. You didn't lose this game um, because of something else that had really happened. You lost this game. Uh, solely because you were in control and you didn't make more of it when you were in control. And when the wheels wobbled on a couple of different occasions, you got in your own way and they fell off. I mean, a, a terrible penalty uh, by, I think, I forget who it was. It might have been all you. Out of bounds. All you got to do is let them go. And I know that it's something the officials could have not called, and then they missed one later on when Katoa, I think, was uh, out of bounds, and it was the same drag down. So, yes, they missed it. you got to control what you can control, and on that play, he's clearly out of bounds. Just yeah. let up. Yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden, what, what's looking to be, what, a third and 15? I forget what they would have been. Yeah. And you're in the red zone. Now they're settling for a field goal, and you got a four-point lead, and you, you, you're still you breathe. Yeah. And, and, and it changes how you call the game. What Everything. The, the, I mean, and how they defend the game. I mean, it's just so much that, that goes into it. This is a tough pill to swallow. Yeah, if you're a BYU fan, this would be a really, really tough one uh, because you go into the G5 portion of your schedule. You had some really bright moments in the P5 part of your schedule. You feel like you're ready to go in and have a quality performance. We talked about it. The BYU game, the Boise State game, you're going to be up for that. Uh, and then you have uh, games like um, Utah State. The, the games where you're uh, yeah, Boise State, Utah State, you're going to be okay. up for those two. Yeah. Then you roll out of bed, you could beat Idaho State, Liberty, and uh, who, I'm, I'm forgetting uh, UMass, right? Yeah. Then you have these other games, these yeah. games, yeah. where you can't roll out of bed to beat them. Yeah, you can't roll out of bed the, to beat they're not Toledo. You Utah can't roll out of bed State to beat, yeah. and uh, Boise Boy, State. But, but, but you got to bring it. And when you got a chance to land a big-time punch like you did in that first half, you got to land it. Yeah, big time. You can't Should shrug it, your shoulders at these missed yeah, field goals. Yeah, That's a it, big deal. Yeah. yeah. And, and also, you've got to convert first downs and score touchdowns, too, Tony. you got to score. Yes. I mean, you're moving the ball. Score the ball. So, so just my frustration is the same as many's, but, you know, I think that I'm not going to just throw my hands up and say everything's done now. There's just some things that – 
that they need to really, really evaluate. Well, and the good, I mean, I don't know if this is good news. It doesn't feel like good news. You got in your own way, so just get out of your own way, and you can win games like this. This is a game, this is a game that from the outset I'm not going to say should have won. But if I go back and review the game, I say, yes, should have won. Yeah. You should have won this game. You should have won this game. You're up 14-3. to three, You're in control. All of a sudden, the game changed, and, and they made uh, Toledo made terrific adjustments. There's no doubt about it. And BYU could not come up with an answer as often. And then you get into the ill-time mistakes and the penalties and, the, and all, everything going with it. I mean, as bad as it had gotten there for a minute, I'm thinking, man, BYU's got the ball, 109 to go, timeouts, and a chance to win it or go to overtime. Big pick. Huge return. Three-yard line. Changes everything. I mean, that's catastrophic mistakes. And it's been a mixed bag for BYU football. Some of that mixed bag has been the high of the high, which is Storm in the field after beating USC. Uh, Dax Mill making an amazing catch for a touchdown. Wilgar with a big pick in that game. You know, just getting the takeaways, making the plays, looking like that incredible program that's well-coached and gritty and tough. And they, and they still are. But now it's combined with uh, just not playing with the sort of intelligence at times and then not playing with the level of execution necessary uh, to be taking that next step. My, my opinion for BYU was the realistic goal was to get back to being a premier uh, non-Power 5 program. And yeah. I still think they have the players, the staff. I still think they have all of that intact. But at the end of the day, you got to go do it. And they had, they should have done it today, and they didn't. Brutal. <sighs> Brutal. Some of the stats today, Zach Wilson, 315. Two TDs and an interception. He was 22 of 38. Uh, Bini Katsoa, four carries, 27 yards. He gave you 6.8 a tote. Emmanuel Asupka uh, ended up with 12 carries, 61 yards. I thought it had a terrific finish on that TD run. Aleva yeah. um, Hifo with 111 yards, receiving the 75-yarder. Great play, by the way. Excellent play on that 75-yarder. Great returns from Katsoa and Hifo. Like, there's so many positives, and then you come away yeah. with losing plays that cost them. Just cost them. They got good takeaways. Gave themselves an opportunity to cash in on that. Didn't do it as much as they wanted to. And it all adds up to a 28-21 loss. And it, it, what's amazing to me, Will Snowden with me. I'm Tony Parks. We're here at JCW's in Provo. Stop by, join us, and uh, feel free to call us, 855-340-ZONE. What's amazing to me is this was exactly what you were talking about before the game. Like, exact, it was crazy while I was watching it. I was like, man, Will Snowden was really on this one. You came in, I was in a good mood, and you were... Uh, <laughs> did you see I wore all black today? I, I wanted to be in that. I, I was in that war zone. You were... I, 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 knew, what, 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 I knew that this was going to be a battle. I knew that I... Knew, you were uh, head-shaking nervous. Yeah, man. I, I, I just had some nerves about the game, and, 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 and it's always tough to come... I mean, and, and we have to realize how, what the management has to be when you're, when you're dealing with this type of season. When you're dealing with the top, with the four games you played, then you're going to what you've got. I mean, it, listen, it, it doesn't really get in either. South Florida started this, the year the 21 rank, the 21, the 21st ranked team in the country, and that was a erroneous yeah. selection. But yeah. anyway, but, but the reality is, yeah. they and then they came out and smacked whoever they played. Then I mean, they went two and zero. Then they got stomped by Wisconsin, mm-hmm. um, which is a bad matchup for South Florida for almost anybody. I mean, right yeah, now. For anyone, they lose to I don't know who they lost to thirteen to ten, but another big time school that they lost by three points. They play SMU today. My point is, they're going to have guys and they're going to be ready to play next week as well. Yeah. So BYU just has to really look at the film and get back to the drawing board. And then now you have to look at. Okay, what's the situation with Zach Wilson? 
That's a big question mark coming into this one. So uh, SMU today, they had last week off. Uh, they hammered uh, SC State. Exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then uh, at Georgia Tech, they got the win there. Yeah. They beat Georgia Tech? Yeah. They beat oh. Georgia, or no, excuse me. They lost Georgia to Georgia Tech. Tech 14-10. They yeah. pushed them right to the yeah. end. That's right. My bad, my bad. Yeah. I, I forgot. Wisconsin handled them. There's yeah. no doubt. So, top 25 team? No. But capable of beating you and, and at home? And, and obviously, yeah. the Riders put them in top 25 at the beginning of the year for some reason. It's probably because of the athletes that they have. Yep. Right, I mean, you just don't. When you're coming up with the twenty top twenty-five at the beginning of yes. the year, I've done you, this. You, you, you do it. <laughs> so you're looking at, oh wow, look at what they got. They got that kid, this kid, this kid, this kid. They got speed. They got returning so, so line. Yeah, 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 there, yeah, there's a reason. So it just doesn't get any easier. I think one of the hardest parts about today is the game plan was great right from the beginning. I like the way BYU played with physicality early in this game. Right, uh, you could all see why. Kalani and that entire staff was ready to play this game. They played with fire. They played with focus. So it wasn't like they were overlooking them. I just think one interesting thing about the game of football is when the game changes, what do you like as a player? Yeah. What do you like as a team? Because yeah. the game is going to have ups ebbs and, downs, and flow ebbs and, flows, and ups yeah. and downs. And all of a sudden when the game started to change, I saw BYU change. Yeah. And, that, and then all of a sudden more mistakes that were uncharacteristic. So two weeks in a row now, in different varieties, I've seen BYU face some stress and not really handle it well. That's the next step for this group. <sighs> yeah, me, yeah. yeah, you got to learn to win. You got to learn to win as a team and, and battle as a team and compete as a team and through ups and downs. And, it, 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 you know, we didn't do that good with the downs today. No. They really had a tough time with that. BYU falls today to Toledo, 28-21. to We're here live at JCW's in Provo. Come by, say hi, grab something to eat, have a great time with us. Uh, and uh, Will will we'll definitely let you uh, air out your frustrations here. You know, Will's here to listen to you. I'm here to listen to you. Give us a call, 855-340-ZONE as well. Uh, when we come back, we'll take some phone calls. We'll continue on. We'll take your tweets as well. I'm at Tony Parks Zone. Will, what was that uh, Will uh, um, handle? I always forget. At Alpha it. Recruits. At Alpha Recruits at 15. Yeah. Alpha Recruits 15. Uh, so we'll take your feedback. We'll continue to talk about this one here today. Toledo, the win over BYU 28 to 21. They outscore BYU 25-14 in the second half to get the win. Uh, we're here live at JCW's. We'll be back right after this on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Wilson now yeah. look at third and seven. The line to make it to 25. And this is a super with a burst. He's in the end zone. Touchdown. BYU. Emmanuel a super on that uh, third and seven. Zone read and the super got outside the numbers. It showed his speed. Yeah, he took that right down I-75. 13. Wilson gonna take a shot and that is hold in. Hefo again. Oh, what a move from Hefo. To the end zone. Touchdown. Aleva Hefo on that tremendous move. 75 yards to the house. As BYU will extend the lead. The line to make is at the 15. Jason Candle keeps his offense on the field. Guadani fires inside. It is caught to the pylon. Touchdown, Shakif Seymour to Lito's Rockets. Watch Seymour. He's going to leak out to the left-hand side here. And the defender gets turned around. That's Fanua. Fanua, excuse me. Kavika Fanua gets turned around, kind of slips. And Seymour is going to walk into the end zone. Blitz Toledo. 
Wilson will find uh, his throw right on that time to Aleva Hifo. Well, we've got a flag. Hifo made the grab. This is an obvious pick play that gets called. And it's interesting that I think Toledo got away with one the other end, and now they get BYU for this one. Down here, it's going to cost them a touchdown. This Big 12 crew again, referee Eddie Shelton. He'll tell us about it. There is no foul for defensive pass interference. The ball was caught behind the line of scrimmage. Really on the field. Touchdown. That's a touchdown. Now banging his way into the end zone. They tempo it up and go quickly. That's Brian Kovac, the sophomore, in the house for the Toledo touchdown with an extra point away from tying it up. All their timeouts left. Wilson and a fire deep middle. He got picked off. Some of the highlights from earlier today, you heard it uh, right there on ESPN Plus. And then joining us right now on the Zone Sports Network, the BYU postgame show, the Cougars fall to Toledo by the final score of 28-21, to a game where BYU was up by the score of 7-3 at half, 14-3 early in the second half. Defense had some struggles throughout the game. BYU wins, though, on the turnover battle, three games to one, or three games to one, three turnovers to one. But the problem. The biggest takeaway of the game was right there at the end. An interception thrown by Zach Wilson returned all the way to the one-yard line. With Wilson Oden, I'm Tony Parks. We're here at JCW's in Provo. Will, not only did that interception hurt their chance of winning, it took Zach Wilson out of the game on the tackle. Yeah. And you've uh, had a look at that thumb. You said it, it doesn't look good. Yeah, it doesn't look I mean, looked like it uh, doesn't look good, obviously. Obviously, if, if you come out of the game for a thumb injury, mm-hmm. It's a serious stomach. Right. It's something going on. I mean, something big time. It, yeah. It's something big time. I don't, I don't want to speculate, but to me, on if you look at the play, it, it doesn't look good. So, I mean. And that is worrisome for BYU <sighs> in the future, clearly, with their quarterback. They might have lost more than just the game today. Like a lot of things to look at, but you know, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say hopeful that that it's 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 not gonna it's gonna be something that he can bounce back from. They've got a good, solid, young backup quarterback, and and he might need to be used next week. But uh, you know, there's a lot of questions, a lot of questions, and uh, you know, need to kick the ball better. Have to be better in all facets of the game. Um, but I thought BYU. It's really the tale of two halves. I mean, BYU's defense, you know, did what they needed to do with the whole first half. They really did. I mean, they they they, they gave up three points. Mm-hmm. So you know, you just have to keep that same momentum, and you have to stay on top of it. Well, take me through that play with the interception. What did you see from that today? And. Uh, you know, with the pick, I mean, that, that, that it looked like the throw wasn't even close to where it should be. Is that a situation where you're initially thinking bad route or bad throw? We don't know until. Yeah. Uh, so we'll when looking at it, looking, looking, 
looking at the uh, looking at that film, look, watching that play, I, I'm not sure what a liver was running. I don't know if he's running a true dig uh-huh. or if he's running a true like curl comeback. And um, it just, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, it was Zach so to, far off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Zach, Zach yeah. was trying to stick it in, and um, but it's too early just to say whose fault it was. I mean, yeah. yeah, that's always tough. But it looked like you know Zach kind of fitted, tried to fit it in. But if Aliva's was supposed to be running a dig route, it might be a Levis problem. Right. If he's supposed to be running a curl route, it's probably Zach's issue. Yeah. Only, those, only it, they know the truth. It, it, yeah, I just it, didn't know if there was it, something yeah, you no, saw that would give that away. Yeah, I, I just don't know. I think he's trying to run some type of like button curl back. So. So, uh, I, I, listen, interceptions are going to happen in the game. Um, turnovers happen. Uh, you know, it's, it, it just – when it's costly times, it, it, it does hurt. I mean, it just it fl- flat out hurts. All right. Uh, the bad news, BYU ends up uh, falling today, 28-21 to 21 against Toledo. The good news, JCWs is where we are. And uh, what is the go-to shake? After a tough loss, give us a call. By the way, eight five five three four zero zone, eight five five three four zero zone. Would love to take your calls, the listeners, right here on ninety seven five twelve eighty the zone. What's the go to shake after a, a tough loss? Oh, man, I'm I'm sitting here thinking about all types of shakes and, and 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 treats that I need to eat right now. I feel hungry. I don't know why. I just feel I feel like I need to get some food. I'm going to get some food, and I'm going to sit here and just think about it and <laughs> go through play by play what I feel like happened and. What I feel like happened is just, I mean, and also, man, we, we we got some good luck, too. I mean, they get the ball back, and we get the ball back. Yeah. Right? They fumble the ball. Yeah. They're driving the ball. They fumble the ball. We get, I mean, it's all, and then we go back to the first play and throw a pick. And not With only did we throw a pick, yeah. we did a return to the two-yard line, and it knocks out your starting quarterback. Man, that went bad real quick. I mean, <laughs> that went bad real quick. You could feel the energy here at JCW's really changed. Oh, yeah. We're excited for a moment. They got the takeaway. What a huge play. The defense was starting to get beaten up a little bit there. So you're thinking, oh, this could be that that game-saving takeaway where it helps you just be glad to get out of there. 109 timeouts. Here's this young quarterback ready to put together a game-winning drive. Hey, deep throw. And you could feel the energy in this place like with some excitement. And then the moment it's picked, they know he's got room to run. And it flattened out around here. Yeah, 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 real quick. It was really tough because now Jaron Hall has to try and put together a drive. Got up. him down the field. Yeah. And, and, and Jaron is, I mean, Jaron Hall is a dude. I mean, there, there's no question. He, sure. they, they feel really comfortable with Jaron Hall at, at the Helms. Uh, I mean, to, to be a solid backup. Um, but, and, and also, what, the, the referee on that, I'm, I'm not going to blame McCall, but the, ta- the tackle on Katoa that he gains 15 to 20 yards on, yeah. whatever he gained. He gets he gets tackled out of bounds. That should be another 15. Similarly to, to the one the we got. It was the same IU exact penalty. thing, yep. IU. Yep. And they don't call that. I, I mean, that, that's that's pretty terrible. But, um, listen, yeah. it should never come down to that. BYU should have won this game by solidly by at least a touchdown, by mm-hmm. at least a touchdown, and it just didn't work out. It didn't. It bizarre stuff from missed field goals. Bizarre stuff from... Uh, the defense falling apart in the second half. The uh, the pass rush was not able to be there the way that they had it there in the early part of the game. They weren't able to get the pressures that they were able to get in the early part of the game. Um, I would think that if a game feels like it's changing physically, that's when it starts to change the most psychologically too, right? I mean, once that happens where you feel like you're not owning a certain area of the game that you were, now all of a sudden the whole feeling around the entire team starts to change. And what I was curious to see is how... BYU then would respond to that part of what was going on. And it wasn't good. How surprised are you that that is now happening? Because, like, two different ways. I talked about this before we went to break. They lose to Washington. 
uh, the stress that Washington was putting on them, I didn't think they handled it very well. The stress that Toledo was putting on them today after uh, BYU was in control 14 to 3 in the lead, I didn't think they handled that very well today. How much, like, what, when you're on the field or in those situations, what is taking place? To kind of well, you need your leadership that. to step up. Okay, I mean, you need your. I mean, you can always talk about coaches, but coaches can't get out there and play, and coaches can't get in the huddle on the sideline, in the middle of the field, and say, "Listen, blah 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 blah," saying things that we don't say on uh, consistently. Sometimes it has to get a little bit nasty and filthy inside of a huddle from your leaders. Expectation has to rise. Period. So, you know, BYU is still a young team trying to figure some things out, and. Um, you know, I, I just felt like it might have been a little bit of a trap. They probably went into the, came out on the second half just thinking, oh, man, we, we've got this completely under control. Not realizing that, you know, these guys are going to continue to fight. They're going to continue to play, and that's exactly what they did. And the O-line got better. Toledo's O-line got much better in the second half. Mm-hmm. They were moving BYU off the ball. They moved us off the ball. You can't win getting moved off the ball, to, particularly to Toledo. It just you, you've got to you've got to win the trench, and we didn't win the trench in the second half. Yeah, the first half they were so dominant in that area that I thought, okay, yeah, second half I think it'll be just fine. I don't I don't see any situation that would make me believe that they could get beaten that badly in that area, but they were, they certainly were, and maybe they let up, maybe they overlooked them. I'm not so sure. Maybe they thought, oh, we'll, we'll get control of this back whenever we decide to, and they didn't. And before you know it, they they given up gashing yards. I thought one of them, one drive that really uh, opened my eyes, too, was, and it didn't result in a score, but BYU pinned them all the way down to the one-yard line. The one-yard line. And you're thinking, okay, BYU defense, this is your chance And then they now. just put together a drive. And wow. the first play is like a 16-yard run or whatever it was yeah. right up the middle. And then just gashing yards. Now, BYU got the stop eventually, but Toledo was at least able to flip the field. You felt like that was an opportunity for BYU to, okay, Special teams gave you that. Defense get the stop. Offense with a short field. Get a score of any kind. Boom. Back in control of the game. And it didn't happen. It just flat out did not happen. Uh, Missed tackles were a really big problem in that second half. (laughs) I mean, even on... uh, There was even a... Oh, there was one in particular where I want to say a big third and five that they converted. Yeah. yeah. They missed four tackles. And they were able to pick up a third and five. It was right around the middle of the field. They picked it's, up. They picked up some big third downs, and then they picked up yes. another third and five, where the quarterback took off and ran out. I don't know if it was a, a called quarterback draw. And another thing is, in the second half, in the second half, that fourth quarter, I don't even know if Toledo had had um, going down to the end. They hadn't even tried to make a. They hadn't even called a, a true pass play. They just ran the ball at us, ran the ball at us, and sometimes, man, that just gets very, very hard on a defensive line and a linebacking core that when they're just running that ball downhill at you all game, you get worn out, you get lazy, you hit the wrong gap, and before you know it, they're gashing off 16 yards for a run. 242 yards rushing on the most of that, a remarkable amount of that in the second half. I don't have the split on that. Um, One thing uh, for Toledo, you were uh, really emphasizing this. Some of the big plays today, Toledo was two of two on their fourth down efficiency, and they converted the two-point conversion. Like these like critical, critical plays where you can see things start to swing one way or the other, and they swung Toledo's way on each one of those. But it's not just that they converted on some of this. It's the miscues 
and the lapses that took place that allowed it not to just be a successful conversion for uh, Toledo, but more yards after the conversion, you know, uh, uh, being able to take chunk plays out there too. That, that is what was so eye-opening to me because it felt in so many ways Kalani and uh, Coach Tuiaki really had that team locked in the way that they wanted. But as you were saying before, this is where it seems like the leadership has to be the answer to that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, where the players it, have where the, to be the, where the players have to yeah. say, we have to take ownership. We have to take ownership. We believe we are better than these guys physically, talent-wise, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. If you believe that, go out there and prove it. Beat these guys up in the freaking trench. Kick their freaking tail. And and, and listen, like I said, I, I'm at a loss for words. This doesn't, but I will tell you. This does not surprise me. I told you from the beginning of the no, day I was concerned about the game. I did not expect BYU to win, but I expect I, to lose. But I expected a very, very good game, and that's what they got—a good game that was close, competitive, and more competitive than maybe it should have been. But I will tell you, from what I saw, Toledo had some talent out there that. Um, that caused us some issues. We have to get better at our outside receivers. Have to get better. We have to be able to beat one-on-one coverage consens- consistently. Have to. You watched Utah. They lost to they, Utah. Lost to USC last week because the, because they could not because the, they could not cover USC's um, USC's receivers. So they had four big plays. We have to have more big plays like the Hefo yeah. one. We have to be able to get open and beat man coverage because most teams play man against us and try and stop the run. Yeah, maybe they're not always seventy-five yards for a touchdown. No, but, but twenty-eight yards. Yeah, you, you need know? some. We need some chunk yeah. plays. Yeah, they definitely need to have that happen. BYU losing twenty-eight to twenty-one. Um, you lose a game like this where you feel like you should have won. You lose a game like this where you felt like you were in control for most of it. What kind of an impact does that have on a team going forward? Because it, it's one thing to put the chip on your shoulder and go be an underdog and win. It's another thing to be a favorite, be in control, and let it get away. Yeah, yeah, yeah it just it comes down to the leadership once again. Okay. I mean, it comes down to you sit down and you, and you have to decide who we're going to be and how we're going to play four-quarter football. This game is played for four quarters. You don't win in the first quarter. You don't win in the second quarter. You don't win in the third quarter. You play 60 minutes of football. That's how it's played. And if you don't do that, you can lose against anyone. And the reality is they didn't play 60 minutes today, and that's why they're sitting here licking their wounds and trying to identify what in the world just happened. 855-340-ZONE, 855-340-ZONE. That is the number to call. Uh, Join us here today at JCW's in Provo. Having a great time can have the uh the heartbreak shake i don't know what the heartbreak shake is i i'm gonna go with the the hands order anyway just because i've never had it yeah i had a taste of that earlier today and that's that's the go-to for me today yeah I'm, but I'm, whatever I'm, the heartbreak shake is that's uh what will is gonna try yeah, i'm going back to the snowden this afternoon I'm, I'm getting it right now i'm just gonna do it i'm getting the mini i'm gonna just sit here and and, and just enjoy it <laughs> and, and 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 listen what do you have to – I mean, what in the world just happened? I think I think one, this is what I think is so tough about this game. You know, like baseball. I, I work around baseball a lot, yeah. right? Some guy, miscue here. Guy mishandles a double play ball there. Oh, you can totally see where you can win the game. But, you know, there's 162 of these. You move on to the next day. That's the way it goes, you know? You just make the right plays more often, and that's it. In football, you go through a whole week of planning, preparation, detail, thoughts, visualization, everything that goes into those six days. And then on the game day, everything's right there. And it's this miscue here and that miscue there. And the one thing you can't plan for, two missed field goals, you know? You can't. And before you know it, 
you're on the wrong end of a game where you feel like you should have been on the right end. And you, you know what the answers are, but you didn't know what those answers are while you were putting together all that work, and all the work was still the right thing to put in. But still, you have to wear a loser's face for seven days, and that is that is an ugly pit in the stomach. See, I think losing last week is one thing. You're like, they're better than we are. What oh, do you, you want us to do? Yeah. yeah, I can accept that. They're a better athlete. It doesn't matter what I put up there. Okay, well, that's life. This one here, yeah, th- this one's different. Self-inflicted wound. Yeah. The BYU beat themselves today, and I thought that was a really, really bad look. <clears throat> I, you, you, man, I tell you what, for the guy, I always find this interesting, the guy that the former player connected to the program, you're feeling it today, man. I am. I man. feel like you have some of what the players are feeling today. I, I do. It's hurting, and I'm talking, I'm, I'm texting back and forth with a couple of the coaches right now, and just, just – it's it, it it hurts. It hurts for for the the program. It hurts for the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. It hurts for the players. It, it just hurts. Now, at the end of the day, is this a loss that took them out of the national championship contention? No, no, they're right it, in. It. A, oh wait, no, funny. <laughs> but my, so my point is, they can still accomplish a goal of getting to a bowl game and winning some ball games. They just have to bounce back, and it is going to get tough. Um, next week will be tough. It's always tough when you go to Florida. It's tough. We have to just accept that it's tough, and you have to you have to be you have to execute at, in football to win week in and week out. And they just didn't have enough execution today. Not an, not not physical enough today. And um, they'll look at it. They've got to look at who, who. I mean, they've got to look at the personnel that's playing as well. You got to look at everything right now. The coaching staff has to look at everything. Who's playing? Who's leading? What do I need to change? What does Kalani need to change? What does Grimes need to change? What does Elisa need to change? What do we need to change and figure it out? And it's got to be figured out now. Uh, to me, so so much of this year was how uh, was one of the most very uh, one of the most important things was how BYU competes with themselves. That was that was kind of my thing. That's why this loss, I think, is the tougher out of all of them that they've had. You know? How does BYU compete with themselves? So my thought from the beginning of the year, I've said it 100 times. P5 competition, I want to see how you compete, and that's good. You know, and you're punching above your weight. I win one of these four. If you get a second one, that's amazing. Okay, great. Now the G5 part of the schedule, that's where I was like, okay, now I'm going to be far more critical. Yeah. Now I'm going to be much more harder about it because now I don't think you're punching above your weight. And I think some of these teams, you have more uh, assets and resources and you have more capability and, and there's a lot in line for you to be able to go out and win. And you have eight of those games. You got two gimmies. And you may even say three. Fine. You got two really tough ones and you got the two in-betweeners. This was an in-betweener and they lost one of those. And if this was like a conference season and we were looking at eight games, they'd still have two their two toughest conference games, if you will, three. up ahead of them. Three. three. If you want to throw it in there, yeah. No, no, no. we got to throw in San Diego State. The top three teams yeah. in the Mountain West Conference are San Diego yeah. State, Utah State, and Boise Aye. State. Guaranteed. Fine. But, uh, but I, I think there's a, a bit of a drop between two and three with that. That's just my opinion. Okay. Just my opinion. Because I thought, I thought Utah State actually handled them quite a bit. The two fourth downs made that look different. And uh, But – Point being, they're the three tough in that game. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, that's all you I'm saying. You can't roll out of bed to beat them, no. but you're better than they are, my opinion. Okay, yeah. now, You've got to BYU prove that to me. competing you... with themselves was going to be the biggest thing. So BYU goes out and beats themselves, and now I'm sitting here going, well, don't talk to me about going and, and, and wanting to – and I've been the one that's been the proponent on this, being one of the better G5s. I've been touting that, that that's a realistic goal, and I think they should be able to achieve it. Well, now, I, I, I can't argue for you. I can't argue for you. 
Yeah. You lost the game you should have won, and you went out there and got in your own way, and you showed these tiny, tiny residuals of what it was like to be that team that was losing games they should have won. I'm not going to argue with you. I mean, everything you're saying is is is, is, is for, it's a formidable argument. This would have been a really good year to do that. They like nine, I said nine and three was the ceiling, and I thought, wow, now I think it's like a, a realistic possibility to get that that ceiling to get to nine. Now nine, you got to go undefeated the rest of the way. This was a good year for BYU to prove something to themselves. The P5 was obvious in what they did, but the G5 I thought was every bit as important as a whole. They start off to a a, a terrible start in that. This is not a um, uh, well. This is a bad loss to me when you look at the way they gave this thing away, the way they blew it. Yeah, it, it, the it, second it, half collapse, missing the field goals in the first half, the old time penalties, missing a tackle, poor decision making on tackling out of bounds to give a guy a first down instead of a third and really long, a horrendous interception that turns out to be so catastrophic it turns into what eventually cost you the game. Um, just methodical mistakes throughout the course of the game, and you can see when they were playing the way they needed to play, they dictated the terms, and that's who I think BYU is when they play what they're ultimately capable to. yeah. And Kyle Winningham, by the way, his teams, uh, they had some of this too where they would play some really yeah. good winning football and, and make losing plays when he was Mountain West in the earlier years of Kyle being a head coach. And I, I don't know if that's just a part of this process. I don't know. It, it, it's, it is a process. It's a long process to build your program to what it, what it really should be and what do you want it to be. Listen, they, they lost to a, a team that they, they shouldn't have lost to today. This happens year in and year out to every level every level of, of team. I'm not going to just throw them in the trash right now, but I'm just going to let it burn. The fans just need to let it burn. Uh, you know, just let it burn and, and, and don't, don't get too crazy saying something that might, you know, that you might need to talk to your bishop or your pastor about or whatever. Just, just you know, just. It'll be okay. <laughs> All right. When we come back, we'll get Will's final thoughts, your final thoughts as well. You listeners out there, give us a call, 855-340-ZONE, 855-340-ZONE. We'll give you an update as soon as we can on anything uh, with Zach Wilson, who injured his thumb uh, after that pick and the return. And we'll see if, uh, what. It, we'll also have the conversation with Will about what next week could be like if, indeed, they're going to have to play without Zach Wilson. All of that and more. You're listening to the BYU Post Game Show here live from JCW's in Provo, Toledo, with a win over BYU, 28-21. to You're listening to 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. JCWs for the BYU postgame show. The Cougars fall 28 to 21. Some sad faces, man. Sad faces after this one. Okay, there's a lot of things to be concerned about after this loss, Will. Um, obviously, the health of uh, Zach Wilson. That's Major. a huge one. I yep. mean, you lose your two best offensive players after week five. It's going to be really tough for the next seven weeks. The other thing that really jumps out to me is the discussion you've had about uh, defending man-to-man and having to try and go into coverage man-to-man. And what is going to happen if some teams can really beat them up with some good quality receivers? And they have a few teams left on the schedule that have that ability. Uh, that could become a very big concern. Because this defense has the physicality. Great interception today by Wilgar. Well, yeah, the backers, have, backers are leading the team with, with yeah, interception. Wilgar, like, I mean, they're, 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 they're doing their thing. I but mean, there's a real problem here. 
Yeah, they're, they're, they're just, they're, they're just yeah, yeah, coverage. And then also offensively, our, our receivers need to be able to beat man coverage as well. They really need to be able to beat the man coverage. And I haven't seen enough space created yeah. from our receivers in man coverage. Any team can do it one play every now yeah, and yeah, again, yeah. like the Hefo. The, the, like, like the Hefo, yeah. and then like last week the the or two weeks ago against SC where Romney had the – the seam route he caught, yeah. but at the mo- I'm just saying you have to be able to beat man coverage consistently because you you, you want to get people in zones and you want to pick it apart, mm-hmm. and you want to get people with three down linemen and run the ball at them. I mean, you want to be able to de- dictate what the defense does, and if you can't beat man coverage, it's hard to dictate what the defense does. Jaron Hall isn't a scrub by any means, but no Zach Wilson means he would get the start coming up next week at South Florida. What are your thoughts about Kind of uh, what's going to happen with BYU's offense and your thoughts about the team overall heading into the final seven games without their starting quarterback and their starting running back. Jaron Hall is formable. He's formable um, without a doubt. Um, obviously, they believe that Zach has obviously been their guy. So it always hurts when you lose your starting quarterback. But the thing I will tell you about Jaron Hall is I believe in him majorly. I think he has the skill set, but more importantly, I think he has the temperament. Yeah, He's a true leader. Right, he's a mature young man. Um, so obviously, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like, okay, well, lose if Zach can't go next week, it's not going to be an, a major issue. If if you you've lost your best offensive player, which was Tyson Williams, mm-hmm. now the second, and then I mean. And then the second best player is, 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 you know, Zach Wilson is, I don't want to say he's not the best player, but my point is his weapons, right? Well, he's the he most important, a lot of, he's but the most I think Tyson's the best. But Tyson's yeah. the best. And, yeah. then you, and then you have Bushman. I mean, these guys, and, and, and I don't know how many catches Bushman had today. I don't know what they did. Did they bracket him? I, I don't think that Bushman had a very big day at all. No. I don't know how many catches no, he had. Bush, well, Bushman had three catches for 45. Yeah, I mean, he so, had a 23. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but it, it felt He's quieter quiet. than yeah, that. It just yeah, it just seemed quiet. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, going, moving forward, I mean, we're going to have to see what Jaron is about. I do, I'm telling you from what I saw, I don't like to say too much. Well, from what I saw, I do not think that Zach Wilson will be playing next week. Man. Period. Oh, that'd be really tough. And then uh, you're hoping that you get him back as soon as possible if that is the case. Yeah. Here, here was my thought. If he ends up having to be the guy. Can you be Christian Stewart with a little more mobility? No question. Right? Because no, that's no, what no. I think he is. Like, yeah, yeah. like honestly, as I kind of give me no, – no. I, I give my assessment on what he is at this point, and we'll see what he evolves to be. But Christian Stewart was like a good backup quarterback. Yeah. And it wasn't his fault they went 0 for October that year. It was the rest of that team I thought fell apart. Yeah. Robert Christian and came in and played well. Job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 and, and that's what will happen with, with this guy. I mean, he, he, he can come in and play. Listen, I don't want to throw Zach to the sideline yet. I mean, I'm hoping that, you know, this is not – too big of an injury, but w- what it looked like to me is um, this: th- there are there are there's reasons to have concerns. Yeah, I, I do have concerns. No doubt about that. All right, uh, BYU they will play South Florida coming up next week. Uh, you know, uh, South Florida. Uh, Along the lines of this one today, like they're capable, you know, they, they're more than they capable. Pushed Georgia Tech. They, they, they uh, pushed. Uh, who else am I thinking that they well, uh, they had? Well, the they game beat ball. everyone Wisconsin else. Wisconsin, yeah, them, Wisconsin right. smoked them. BYU's on a bye next week. But that's but, their next but, game. Yeah, Sorry, next game. Sorry. Is, is, and it's going to be nice to have that bye mm-hmm. as well, particularly if if the injury to Zach is not overwhelming. Yeah. Um, but I will tell you, um, South Florida is going to be. A, a, a very tough challenge mm-hmm. because of just the athletes. You're talking about Florida athletes. If you look at their roster, it's going to be majority Florida athletes. It's going to be the the dirty South athlete. 
So they're going to have guys who can play. They're going to have kickbacks from Florida, Florida State, transfers. I mean, it just, it just, it just, it's not going to be easy by any means at all. What are you wanting to work on that offense with Jaron Hall with the bye week? I mean, I, everybody wants to get healthy academics. We know about all that. But just the work that is going to go into him being the quarterback, especially if he – I mean, we, we haven't ruled him, uh, we haven't ruled Zach Wilson out for a long amount of time, but we haven't ruled out that he won't be ruled out for a long period of time. So if it ends up being a situation where we're talking seven games that he's now got to be the new starting quarterback, in that bye week, what are some of the key things that you want to make sure are polished before this new kind of season starts? Well, number one, I mean, the, the, the thing about him and Zach is they both can run the same offense, so you're not going to have to do too many changes there. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing is the timing the, the, the timing and the rhythm with the ones. Right now, Jaron's not taking one reps. He's taking two reps. So now the biggest thing is to get the timing all, from everything, the snap, the handoffs with the ones that's not what he's been doing so he has to get comfortable with the supka he's got to get more comfortable with with all the guys who are the ones right now so it's really going to be a timing issue and then you're going to get you're going to have to build him up and let him know hey we believe in you and you know we're moving forward with you and um, we believe that you can get it done this is going to be a critical stretch if that ends up being the case because uh well here's a couple things that fall in their way you get two bye weeks over the course of four yeah so from now, Saturday, September 8th, all the way until Saturday, November 2nd, in between those dates, you have two games. You have two. So you could work a lot of stuff that you would in kind of camp-like atmosphere, yeah. right? Yeah, they got to turn it up. And, and right now, that's what mm-hmm. I would expect. I expect them to come back and turn it up And for, the, for that coaching staff and for a lot of those players, those games are going to be the season. You have Utah State, that November 2nd game. You can go in and smash Liberty, Idaho State, UMass. No one's going to no one cares. No one's gonna hold you, hand you any trophy. But the Utah State game, the Boise State game, and even USF, which is your next game coming up in two weeks, uh, those are going to be critical. So, like, I at least like that they get some time, but that time has got to be used incredibly. Well. Yeah, it does. It has to be. It, it just. It just has to be. I mean, bottom line. Bottom line. I mean. <laughs> All right. Uh, Will, your final thoughts on this one today? I mean, BYU. Uh, this is man. I. I. I tell you, man. I look at you, and I kind of get the feeling that you are really representing the BYU fan feel and the player feel and the coach feel. And the, yeah, I think it's all wrapped up into one. Here. Yeah, the f- final thoughts are, are execution. We you have to execute, uh, Brigham Young. We have to execute to win, to beat anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are not going to out. We are not going to out athlete many people. We can out physical people, but I out athlete them as far as skill players, DBs, receivers. That's not usually what we're going to do. So we have to make sure that we're effective. And the biggest thing is the execution has to be much better. I expect it to be much better. Um, it has to get much better. And if it doesn't get much more be- better, you'll, you'll lose to South Florida. I think especially since they need to do as many favors for Jaron Hall as possible. Yeah. You know, I, seriously, like when you talk about beating man coverage more often, more frequently, yeah. it's got to happen. you got to help the quarterbacks. If, I, mean, I mean, yeah, just, just a lot of things to do. But the, the thing is, it's not the end of the world. It's not like they just lost to the worst team in the country, a team that has is their first victory. <laughs> yeah, this isn't it, 2017 it, all over. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is, it, 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 I'm not going to just – I'm hurting, and I'm hurting for my for the players. I'm hurting for, for my coaches. But at the end of the day, they can bounce back and get it to be, together. But you have have to get better from losses. How, you can't go backward from losses. How concerned are you about the defense going forward? 
not after eleven. I'm no. not concerned. I'm not concerned. That that just a, it was a not necessarily a schematic issue or an adjustment issue. That was players being yeah. I mean, out of sorts. A, a few because that's a few what it looked like. Yeah, it looked yeah. like blown assignments. Blown right? assignments, yeah. and and still you have to decide that you're going to be in a dogfight and you're going to be extra physical. I want to see more physical play from the from from the front seven. Okay. I want to see bigger hits from the backers. I want to see bigger hits from. I mean, this game people have to understand. You want to wear down the offensive players, and if you see today, Asupka ran the ball decently, but you could see that they started getting really physical with him in the second half. And some of the hits that he was taking, he was getting stretched out to the sideline. Usually that comes from just getting hit and hit and hit and hit and hit. It's where you say, you know what, I'm going to try and get to the sideline instead of trying and get north and south mm-hmm. because because it's getting awfully physical in here. So, you know, they've got, I mean, there, there's a lot of things to fix, but at the end of the day, they can fix. Certainly could do that. Um, other scores to take a look at here today. My Michigan Wolverines uh, showed up this week. That was really cool of them. Uh, they beat Rutgers 52 to nothing, so that was neat. Uh, man, was that brutal last week. Uh, North Carolina on top of Clemson, 7 nothing early on in the second quarter. Bama trailing at home against Ole Miss, 10-7 end of the first. Huh? Uh, your uh, Virginia Cavaliers will... Trailing at Notre Dame, 14-7. to Yeah, I know. I'm ready to turn that game on. <laughs> uh, USC is at Washington. I know Ute fans have a lot of interest in that one. The Huskies are up 14 to nothing in the early part of the second quarter. That's a big one. Utah yep. with a big game against um, uh, Washington, Washington State, State coming up tonight. Michigan State, Indiana tied at 7 in the first. Florida all over Towson, uh, 7 nothing. In the first. And uh, other games that have gone a final. Oklahoma smashed Texas Tech 55-16. Wisconsin got by Northwestern 24-15. to uh, The defense with another dominant performance throughout that one. Iowa hammers Middle Tennessee 48-3. Texas A&M gets by Arkansas 31-27. That one closer than I thought it was going to be. And then uh, the Friday games, of course, Penn State smashed Maryland 59-0. Arizona State got by Cal 24-17. to uh, Big thanks, Will. Will, it was great working with you, man. I love it's being always on the a pleasure, man. It's always yeah. a pleasure. And even when it, but I don't know if I can ever work with you again. I know. it's. Uh, I was getting a long look. And people have been very <laughs> curious about why I was here and why that correlated with a loss. <laughs> no, but uh, it's all love, man. We'll, we'll, we, um, we'll do it again, and um, BYU will take care of business. But Hang in there, Cougar fans. All right. That's uh, Will Snowden. I'm Tony Parks. Big thanks to Austin Facer for his work down here at JCW's in Provo today. Our thanks to you for listening as well. Uh, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Later on tonight on uh, the Zone Sports Network, you will have the Utah pregame show uh, coming your way at about 6 o'clock. And the postgame show will include phone calls late into the evening as well. As always, we appreciate you for tuning in. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.